it's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. that there is a whole bunch of stuff that we need to get to i, I do want to know uh have you started your navy seal routine any other new year's resolutions that you'd like to share with the group you know the moment we go to break um i always ask funches funches how much time and you'll say you know two and a half minutes three and a half minutes something along those times uh something along those lines and i immediately start doing my app crunches um, I immediately I have an ab roller. Remember the ab roller? Yeah, there was the guy with the Tony, the uh, Tony Little yep. with the yep. ponytail. Yep. Who doesn't with the remember ab roller? Him? And I get on that. I immediately get. It's the same one from 1990, and it's I bought it back then. It's still in it's great still in use, box. and I yeah. just just get the ab roller going like crazy. So to answer your question, I don't know if that's like part of the criteria to becoming a Navy SEAL, but. If it is, I, if the ab roller is part of like, I can't you see in Camp Pendleton or? Uh, but yeah, that's down that's, in, that, that's down, the Marines. That's actually yeah, the Marines. But down the, by the submarine base in San Diego, the buds yep. training down there where they do the seal. The seal. I think stuff. it's in Coronado. I want to say it's in Coronado. It so it I is. think yeah. that uh, I could see like 60, 80 guys just sitting there doing using the ab roller. That's kind of how they get things started. I think when you try to join the SEALs, they they issue all of your gear, right? They give you all the weapons that you need. Yep. They give you their uniforms and the mm-hmm. boots and everything, and then an ab roller. That's the that's the last piece of equipment that they issue you from the uh, barracks. They say, okay, here's your M16, here uh-huh. are your boots, and yep. here's your ab roller. Yep. I think that's exactly how that works. There so, are yeah. many, many who take the ab roller in the tanks. In the tanks. They're inside of the tanks, and they sure. use their ab roller. Well, yep. you never know when you're going to get out and get a chance to do a, a few Just crunches. Just got to get a couple crunches in. Are you a resolution guide? Is that something that you do yearly, or uh, are you just uh, okay? It's January third. Let's let's keep it moving. All right, it's kind of funny because I think there are there there was a time where I was you know this was probably a few years back where it's like okay you're, you're gonna set these are the goals I'm gonna do this but which by the way is a great thing whatever it is you want to accomplish I want to read a book a month I want you know whatever it is that you have in mind um, but I I don't know I, I'm not sure if past January 15th, are you still doing them? You know, so I think you're better off like, I think there's something about not paying attention to the date, not paying attention to the calendar year, not paying attention to, well, I'm going to wait until January 1st, I'm going to wait till this. You either are doing it or you're not doing it, and I think that that usually happens two weeks in where people are not doing it. That's why I am a strong advocate on not doing resolutions, because Mm -hmm. I know they're going to come to an end. I know that they're going to come to an end quickly. So what's the point of telling me, you know what, I'm going to go to the gym four times a week, or I'm going to, I'm going to go for a run four times, whatever, whatever it might but be. But I'm not going to do anything for the next week because we still have another week left until but, January but 1st. The whole point is I know that's not going to last beyond yeah. three days. And so what's the point of even lying to myself? I can, I can tell a, a more global lie, like I'm going to try to exercise more. That way when we get to July – 
I still have enough time to exercise more than I did at the beginning of the year. I, I feel like there's the, the, the long-term goals are better than the short-term ones. I'm not a huge resolution well, guy. Well, I, I will say those who – listen, those who freaking make it happen and they set it, this is what I'm going to do this upcoming year and I'm going to get this done and that done and this, and they get it done, you know, kudos to them because that but is – But aren't those the guys that don't need resolutions in the first place? Right, guys they're going to do it either way. Yeah, they're going to do it either way. They're, they're just going to yeah. – January 1 didn't make yep. them say, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to save more money. They were already saving money. Mm. They were already doing a good job with that. Yeah, I, listen – um, uh, let's just say I've had that ab roller for a while. I wasn't waiting until January 1st to start using it. ESPN Radio is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. All guests appear via the Goodyear Hotline. Speaking of kind of New Year stuff, uh, Lake Superior University has some phrases that they want to get rid of in 2022, leave them back in 2021. Tell me if you use any or all of these, Al. Wait, what? <laughs> do, you, do you throw that one in there? What happened? Uh, I just think of <laughs> – Bellinger when I when I when if it's slow enough like that I just think of belly every time I think of your Bellinger voice I think of wait there are two turners <laughs> that's my that's what my the go-to for the, your Cody here <laughs> are you guys brothers <laughs> how do you have the same name how does he brother? play second and he plays third so you're not it. a you're you're not a wait what guy not a wait what guy but there's some on this list here no worries that, do you say that you I say, say no worries. Yeah, yeah, I definitely say no worries. That's what I, I use that one too. At the end of the day, say that way too much. <laughs> I say that way too much. <laughs> right? Do better in 2022. Get rid of that one. What if I, 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 this next one, mm-hmm. guilty. That being said, I say that far too often. I'd well, like that to being add said, that. Matthew I'd Stafford like did that. save the game. He did throw three interceptions, but that being said, he did win the game at the end with a touchdown pass to Odell Beckham Jr. So I, I'm guilty of that one. Asking for a friend. I like that. I don't use that one. You know what? There, there's a couple on here. There's some that are not on here that I use all the time. And when I, you know, let's say you we do a show or something, or I, I do a show and I go back and listen to one of the shows. I'm like, stop saying that. You know what I say all the time? Mm. In my opinion. What? No, who's no other, ish. No ish. It's your be. opinion. Why are you setting up? Just give your opinion. Or another one. Obviously, I say obviously way too mm-hmm. much. Mm-hmm. What about yeah. new normal? I, I'm guilty of that way too often. You know, it's just the new normal. It's the new normal. You got to wear a mask to the Rose Bowl. It's the new normal. Got to show your vax card at the Rose Bowl. Do you Bowl. put it's your hands normal. up too? Yeah, you, you do shrug the shrug too? emoji. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah hey, that. new yeah. normal. Yeah. Emily, you have a couple that. Um, you have as well. I you say you say this a lot. I don't hear you say this very often. But is this your deal? I feel like it's more like if I'm in a situation where I don't want to, someone like corners me into doing something that I don't want to do. I was like, yeah, no, or no, yeah, I, I really enjoy <laughs> I that. Like, so it's yeah, it's, no. it's it's catching you off guard, and you're like, oh, did you like this movie that you saw this weekend with this person? No, yeah, I liked it a lot. You know, or it's it's like, it's the yeah, no, I like yeah. that. Yeah, no, yeah, no. <laughs> Yeah, those those are things that I say more co- probably in casual conversations. Maybe when a uh, Greg asked me to corporate Greg asked me to do something I don't want to do. That's probably more what I get into. <laughs> well, as long as look, we all have them. We all going to use them. But supply chain, you, Al, we've we've talked about the supply well, chain. That, That's yeah, one, that one too. That one is more. You know, it makes you makes me feel more educated. Makes me feel like I know what's happening right now. That's a key one where I just throw out of nowhere. You know, out of nowhere, just uh, well, you know, it's because of the supply chain right now. That that's 
it's 25 cents more to grab this coffee because of the supply chain. And I also use inflation a lot. I got it. You have to make sure you use inflation. Um, I don't know when to use them, but I just figure if I use both of those at any point in a sentence, somebody's going to walk away saying, that's a bright young man right there. He's a very, very bright man. Why are you late paying your car payment supply chain? Just, yep. just throw it in when it has 100%. nothing to do with anything. Yep. Um, your rent's due, Mr. Sliwa. Hey, yep. supply chain, what do you expect from me? Yeah, the whole I, world I don't know is if out. you know what's going on at the Long Beach uh, and all the <laughs> ships that are there. Sure. But how am I supposed to get you my rent when that is when the ships are waiting there over a week? My rent check, a Chinese cargo ship. What do you want? from me it's sitting out in the in the harbor in the long beach harbor there's nothing else that uh i can do Leave me uh, let's alone. put it i'm actually just surprised that you're asking for it that it's it's kind of very shallow on your end <laughs> rude that's like how, how dare you ask it. me to pay my uh my bills um is lebron james the best player in the nba again he might <laughs> he certainly has been the last two weeks that what he's doing defies explanation and and we, I mentioned this earlier about Cooper Cup that you get so used to the excellence that he brings that you just you know another day of ninety yards another touchdown oh, yeah cool nice day. LeBron James is doing things at an age and, and a point in his career. Yeah, Cooper Cup just has to do it for eighteen more normal. years. That, that's what I mean. But yeah, he's thirty-seven. Just turned thirty-seven. Mm-hmm. He's in his nineteenth year. He's on a team that is far um, best team. They're in the failing NBA. to meet expectations. Best team in the NBA. And he's he is just phenomenal. Every night he goes out there and does something that makes you wait. What? How is this guy, this player, at this point in his career? It's extraordinary. So yesterday was the first time in seven games he didn't score thirty plus. So he had seven straight games of thirty plus. Boom. So you know it's crazy. Those I know, I know. I, there were moments yesterday. I'm like, just bench him, get him out of the game. Um, Move on. There were <laughs> there were games. This is just over that seven-game stretch. There wasn't a game over those seven games that he didn't shoot over 50%. So the game against the Blazers, he was 16-26. Grizzlies, 13-25. 11-19. 14-25. So none of those games does he shoot below 50%. He had a game 43 points, 37, 32, 39, 36, 34, and 31. You know he's second in the NBA in scoring just behind Kevin Durant. Um, Listen, I – I think we, for as much as we look at Braun, now this is not an ideal situation, but I think it's okay to just kind of stop for a quick second and appreciate what he's doing. Um, it's not like the Lakers are 5-2 and two over that stretch of seven games. It's not like the Lakers are playing perfect basketball because they're not. It's not like the Lakers don't have a ton of stuff to figure out. But it is, it's pretty remarkable what he did over the course of, you know, basically the week and a half, two weeks or so that you and I kind of through those holidays um, and continued yesterday another you know twenty six seven and five and that would be one of his that would be probably the worst game that he's had in he's eight games that he went twenty six seven and five with three steals. So as good as he's been, Al, there's a problem with as good as he's been because the Lakers are not winning a whole bunch of games. We'll get into what the plan is moving forward as we get closer and closer to the halfway point. That's coming up next. It's Travis Lee, seven ten ESPN. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, 
marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. It can't honestly have been nearly a year, has it? Is that true? Is his math right? When I first heard it, I uh, I was very surprised. <laughs> yeah. He might be right. I mean, he would know better, I think, than us unless you, you know, circled the date on your calendar and said that <laughs> when a new marriage started. Yeah. This is when my first date with Slee, when we did our first show together. Yeah, I don't I don't know. I, I don't really um, remember stuff like that very well, but I guess so. It doesn't – is it good or – you guys tell me. Is it good or bad news that it feels like a lot less time than that? I think that's good news, right? It feels like a lot less. Like if he would have said it was seven months, I'd be like, oh, yeah, seven months. Yeah. Sounds about right. Yeah, but if he would have said it's been a month and a half, you're like, oh, boy. That, that's not good. It feels like we've been doing this show for like seven months. When it's been a month, that would be a problem. I, I think true. generally speaking, we're in a good spot. Yeah, I think, I, I think you, there's some truth to that. I think we'll make it to February. You never know. Beyond that, all bets are off. And then it's the one year, and they say, nah, we gave it a shot. It's just, you know, who knows how it's going to work. All right, so here's my uh, here's my concern with LeBron. As mm-hmm. great as he's been, yep. and he's been – I mean, he's got to be on the real short list for MVP at this point, right? He's certainly, a, uh, you know, a handful of candidates. From what I can tell, and you watch it more closely than I do, and you are more optimistic than I am when it comes to these sorts of things – that being said, as far as I can tell, the Laker plan this year is LeBron, go save us. Go go, go do everything for us because nothing else has really gone according to plan. Nothing else is really consistent enough to kind of lean on as part of our, our identity. So, LeBron, go out there, get us 30, get a triple-double, do everything every night, and we'll win half our games. That is, that's as far as I can tell the Lakers' strategy this year. Well, they're 19-19. and 19. Um you know, obviously the the ups and downs in the NBA for every team. Let, let me just use yesterday as an example. So no Carl Anthony Towns, no D'Angelo Russell for mm-hmm. Minnesota. Um, and Lakers still, of course, don't have Anthony Davis. But they, they got all their guys back from health and safety protocols. So now just to have a roster, right? Malik Monk is there. And, uh, Trevor Reason, all these other players. Uh, but they're missing two key players are the Minnesota Timberwolves. And it's a close game in the fourth quarter. Um, game before that against the Portland Trailblazers, I don't know, you know, Portland was missing Yusuf Nurkic, they're missing Covington, they're missing C.J. McCollum, they're missing a lot of guys, and Lakers, I think, had a 30-point lead at one point. It was never a close game, and I'd be shocked or surprised that Portland doesn't try to kind of blow it up. They should. Uh, Lost against Memphis the game before that, where they collapsed in the fourth quarter, barely beat Houston, uh, worst team in the Western Conference. LeBron's been amazing. LeBron's been, I mean, just, I, I don't know how else to describe LeBron James. I think probably the best way to describe it, as you just mentioned, uh, he still looks like the best player in the world. And I, and there's no, I'm not drama, I'm, I'm not, it's not adding drama to, it's, you know, it's, it's this true. is, this is, he still looks like he is the best player in the world. Um, we just turned the calendar into January. By the end of this week, Trav, and I know we probably do this all the time, but do you remember when it was, hey, well, you know what, we're we're 15 games in. You got kind sure. of an idea. Hey, you know what, we're 30 games in. At the end of this week, we're at the halfway point of the season, so there'll be 41 games in. Um, if the game plan, and I know this wasn't the plan, to have LeBron James do everything, he's freaking doing everything, and yeah. he's having to do it in January where you're seventh place in the Western Conference. We'll give you a good example of this. Yesterday, um, 
I, I know you know this, but for those who don't know, Russell Westbrook had nine turnovers yesterday. Nine of them. Nine. Not four where I can complain. Not five where a couple games ago, I think against Memphis, him and LeBron had ten turnovers combined. Five from Braun, five from Russell Westbrook. And I remember doing the postgame show and saying, you just can't have ten turnovers from your guards. You just can't. You're not going to – how are you going to win games on a consistent basis when you're giving the ball up? I know there's, there's no comp to this, but turnovers – it's the equivalent of, in baseball, it's airs, right? Like, it's sloppy defensive plays. Sure. It's the equivalent of, we're talking about Matt Stafford, you're talking about the pick sevens, right? You, you're you not going to win games if the person who's got the ball in his hands most or one of the guys that has the ball in his hand most <clears throat> is resulting in, uh, for every assist you have, you have a turnover on top of it. You can't do that. You can't be and, even. You can't be even, and it can't, it's, it's not supposed to be close. It should be like four to one, five to one. That's you know typically how it should be. Uh, so it's not only he's doing what he's doing, but I think the one player that you thought and you hoped for can take a lot of pressure off Braun. That's not happening. It's just it's not been the case. I could be as optimistic as I want to be. The reality is, um, I I, I kind of walk away from yesterday's game. Did you? I want to play this Russ sound because Russ was asked about the turnovers. He had nine turnovers. Of course, that's going to be a only question that's asked. Only two in the second half. Let's look at the silver lining here. Let's not focus on the black cloud. There were so, only two in the second half. So Dave McMenamin asked the question of – it was more the, – the way the question was phrased up was, you know, this wasn't one of your best games. Um, because it wasn't one of your best games, how do you kind of do the other things? Kind of that's how the frame of the question was. Take mm-hmm. a quick listen here to Russ's response. My game, you know – it's fine. My, my game is not predicated on shots or if I turn the ball over, like I miss some shots. That's part of the game. I'm allowed to miss shots. I can do that. You know, like any other player, I can do that. I can turn the ball over too. I can do that. That's all a part of the game. I think, I, I think the, the, what I was hoping for yesterday was Russ to say, you said this about Anthony Davis, when AD has a bad game and we've seen AD have bad games where he yep. shoots four of 20 from the field, or he doesn't get to the free throw line, or maybe he doesn't take enough shots. He only took nine shots, and we're like, AD, what the hell? I would say nine times out of ten, if not ten times out of ten, AD will talk into that microphone, and he'll look at the reporters and say, that's on me. That one, that's my fault. I should have done a better job. i got to be more aggressive. I'm the reason why we lost that game. Just using that as an example. Not a fan of what Russ said yesterday at all. Because I think what Russ didn't do, he is right. You can have bad games. Sure. You can miss shots. The problem is nine freaking turnovers in a game is that's on you. That's your responsibility. That you as a point guard, a team that is floating around 500 and, and LeBron James is doing everything, the last thing you could do is make these kind of mistakes on a consistent basis to where that's probably the only way you lose to the Minnesota Timberwolves if you have 15 turnovers or one player has nine turnovers. In this case, you know, that was certainly the case with Russ. Um, it just a weird dynamic. I was hoping for a much different answer from Russ, and I'm doing the postgame show yesterday. I'm like, yeah, that's not the response I was looking for. No, it's not what I think anybody would be looking for, but it's also exactly what I would expect from Russell Westbrook. He Look, this is not an I told you so. This is not a victory lap, but – this is what I expected from Russell Westbrook. This is the player that he is. He puts up a bunch of big numbers, and sometimes they're useful, and many times they're not. He turns the ball over a lot. Nine. He, 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 he plays <laughs> one way. 
That's so you, many turnovers. Yeah, no, it's a ton. But but this is not new. He didn't start doing this in the last week. This is how he plays, and he's not going to change. This is this goes back. Remember when Flea called to yell at me? Remember yes. that when yes. he said, "Oh, you know, when when we're having the parade downtown, you know, you, you're not invited." Okay, well, how's that parade plan coming along? Number one, we'll let you know. Number number, we'll let- number two. This is what I was talking about. He plays like Russell Westbrook. He wasn't going to change. He's never going to change. And anybody that thought he was was being overly optimistic and overly um, generous in how he has played previously. He plays basketball like this. If you watch him at UCLA, he played like this. If you watch him in Oklahoma City, he played like this. If you watch him in Houston, he played like this. And when he didn't, he was completely unaffected because he's just kind of standing around waiting for something to happen. When you watched him in D.C., he played like this. This is how he plays. So when he has a bunch of turnovers on any given night, and he's going to occasionally, mm-hmm. he did last night, mm-hmm. it's just, yeah, yeah. <laughs> for for him to come in and, and try to channel Anthony, did look, I got to do – it's not how he rolls, Al. He's never rolled like that. He's never going to roll like that. What makes him him is that that's not how he does it. I play like this. Get on my level. Play as hard as I do. And I respect 98% of it. But it, I didn't like the fit then. Don't like it now. Don't like the comments now because it's just it's just another lap around the track of, yeah, that's how Russell Westbrook plays. You know, you know what, Trav, I think people were optimistic about is – I can only speak for myself. The way I looked at Russell Westbrook coming to the Lakers was, all right, the dude's not asked to be the head of the snake like he was with the Oklahoma City Thunder. He's not even asked to be the second-best player like he was when KD was there. He's asked to be the third-best player on this team. Um, I thought some of the attributes that you're talking about that, you know, like you mentioned – Nobody's going to question. Hey, is Russ going to give it 100 percent every? Yeah, never. there's no question about that. Never. That's that's never going to be in in uh, in doubt. Where I think most Laker fans were optimistic about Russ was his role on this Lakers team was it, it wasn't going to be nearly the role that he was going to have on another team. If he was with Houston and it was him and James Harden, or when it was in Oklahoma City was him and Paul George, it was going to be none of that. This guy was. You know, the third wheel, I guess, is probably the best way to put it. Um, and, and, you know, the Lakers will say and Braun will say and I think a lot of the coaching staff will say is, well, those three guys still haven't got an opportunity to play 15, 20, 25 games together. Let's put all that to the side for a second. Nine freaking turnovers. <laughs> what you lot. can control. It's, it's a lot. Just control the basketball, right? Like just control the the, the, the last thing you want to do. And I, I'm going to – last time I'll use this comp – with Matt Stafford, just don't lose the game. You don't have to go out and play perfect football to go win the game, but just don't also put your team in a position where you're digging yourself a hole because you made a play that went for a pick six and now your squad's down seven to nothing. If you're Russell Westbrook, if it's a one-on-three fast break, it's okay. Hey, let's we don't got something here. <laughs> Maybe don't attack the rim right here. Maybe we just wait want to attack the rim, just not in that situation. Okay, it's time for the Stat Hero Weekend Hero. Uh, let's talk about our fantasy football winners and losers. Stat Hero, the exclusive daily fantasy app partner of the Travis and Sliwa show. Um, Trav, I think this one's simple. And I know you know this because this is your blueprint. Cooper Cup, I, that's the – if you're going to have a guy that, that is going to be your winner over the weekend, he's the most consistent player right now from a wide receiver perspective in the league. 
Yeah, no. When you have a guy that's hot for you, I keep riding that guy over and over again. Cooper Cup has been the guy. OBJ would have been a good uh, option as well. Oh, he yeah. got into the end zone as well. And he's not getting a ton of catches. That's why Cooper Cup, he not only gets in the end zone, he not only gets a lot of yards, gets a lot of- but he catches a lot of balls too. He's mm-hmm. you know Yesterday I think it was six. And that was low for him. And he still got six catches along the way. But that's what makes Stat Hero the best. You get to see the lineup. You know which lineup you got to beat. No one else is going to show you the lineup that you need to do better than. That's only Stat Hero. And that's why it's the best DFS site that there is. Stat Hero, the exclusive Daily Fantasy app partner of the Travis and Sliwa Show. Stat Hero is the first ever Daily Fantasy sportsbook that gives the player the advantage. Go to stathero.com slash 710ESPN for a 100% deposit match. All right, Factor Cap coming up next, and here's a great one. Best sports video game of all time. That's next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Welcome to the first factor cap of the, yes. the new year. Yes. 2022. Are you feeling 22, guys? Uh, like Taylor Swift once said. Uh, anyway, bad <laughs> sure. Let's no, Let's move on. <laughs> Uh, um, more more of a Katy Perry guy myself, it. but sure, yeah. T Swift can <laughs> yeah. get in on oh, this. That's a, that's a, that's some drama there with Katy Perry. Anyway, Santa Barbara so, got to go with Katy Perry. Exactly. So uh, starting off on a sad note. So we all know that John Madden passed away last week, and for me, my generation, most of what we know John Madden from is from his video games, and they it was the only sports video game I ever owned. Uh, I was not a huge video game person, but I always wanted Madden. So Madden is the best sports video game. Travis is a factor cap. I think it's fact. Uh, you know, I, I'm not a video game guy myself, Emily, either, but my, my boys are. They, they play video, and they both play Madden, and they both love Madden, and they're both incredibly excited to get the new edition of Madden every single year. And like I said, I'm not a, a video game guy, but I'll even find myself watching them play the game every once in a while. That's how compelling that video game is. But what's extraordinary about Madden, Al, is you can be my dad's age, okay, and know John Madden as a Super Bowl winning coach. Okay, that's before my time. I, I don't remember John Madden on the sidelines of the Raiders. I just don't. I'm not old enough. I don't remember. I remember John Madden, the Miller Lite commercial guy, and arguably the best color guy ever in the history of broadcasting, whether he was with Pat Summerall or Al Michaels. John Madden, the broadcaster, is arguably the best that there ever was. And then for my kids, there's Madden, the video game guys. It's just he had three totally different, distinct careers, all of them legendary. I don't know if anybody's had three things like that. It's just an extraordinary life, to be sure. So I'm going to – I'll go cap on this one. I'll explain in just a second. But do you know how baller it is to where 
the game is just called Madden, and yeah, everybody awesome. knows Madden. And when the Madden rankings come out, and every player wants to know where they're ranked and who's going to be on the cover of Madden, and it's and it's today's NFL players that pride themselves in that video game, and it's named after Madden. You know, like the, I, I don't think we really truly understand just how baller that is. That John, Matt, like you said, listen for me, uh, growing up, no, it's about the video game. Uh, it sure. wasn't about the coach, or it wasn't about the uh, the, the color commentator. No, no, it's about the video game. Uh, my favorite video game was FIFA, and I, I don't. It's not even like I'm a huge soccer guy, but for some reason, FIFA was just the greatest game. And uh, back in the days when you were in college and you're with a couple buddies, and maybe you're uh, maybe you're hammered, maybe you're not, and you just thought at 2 a.m. it was the best idea to go play some FIFA and run your mouth a little bit, there was something about FIFA. So from a video game perspective, FIFA was my favorite sports game. Yeah, Madden only works, like naming something after a video game is only working for some people. So it couldn't be the Sliwa. Sliwa 2020. Yeah. <laughs> I don't yeah. know. I'd buy it. <laughs> I'd buy Ask Slee for Sega Genesis or Xbox. Or I, I don't even know the Atari. platforms anymore. <laughs> Atari 2600. Yes, perfect. Uh, okay. Uh, if you saw a bug at a restaurant, you would never go back. Alan, is this factor cap? Um, yeah, that's it. It's over. Uh, it, it's now. It also depends if uh, there's a ladybug in the restaurant. We're okay. There's things are going to be fine. If so there's true. a there's a bee that you know worked its way in and keeps hitting the glass trying to get out. Let's open the window <laughs> and, and let the bee out. Um, I think you guys know what kind of uh, bugs we're referring to here. But uh, you get one of those in the joint, and uh, I don't know about you. I'm not. I'm not even sitting here that I'm, I'm going to go on Yelp and go tell everybody about it. But for me personally, it, that's not coming out. That's not. You know that once that is in the uh, in the operating system, Trav, I can't delete it. So I will no longer make an appearance at that restaurant again. It's fact. I hate to say it, but you're right, Al. The the exception I will make is if I have my favorite restaurant and they've treated me great and I've had great meals and great service over and over and over again. And one day I'm in there and I, out of the corner of my eye, see something scurry along the corner of the floor. I could maybe pretend I didn't see it if I've been there you know, 20 times before. But yeah. if, I'm, if I'm new in this relationship with a restaurant – and they're gonna hit me with a a, a roach. Yeah, I'm I'm gone. I'm, I'm and I look. I get it, right? I I don't know the restaurant industry well, but two things you're gonna have in your restaurant are bugs and rats. They're just they they're everywhere, and you just try real hard to make sure that nobody sees them. But if I see them, I am long gone for sure. I'm with you, Emily. Was this uh, something happened? Something happened recently? It was not something that happened to me personally. I just saw it in a movie. So that was kind of what came to my mind. I saw it also in Queer Eye. If you guys watched that new show, new season came out this week. But they had they were redoing a restaurant, and uh, yeah, it had some of that well, in it. Al, you said something really important because if it's a cricket or a ladybug or something, we're like, good. Oh, okay, let's keep well, it moving. It's fine, but if grasshopper, it's a roach, let's relocate a tarantula. It. I'm, out, I'm out of here. But maybe it I'm gives never... a character. Maybe <laughs> yeah. it's like okay, oh, this is okay, like an old I, place. Let, let, me, let me tell a quick story here. So back in the San Diego days. There was a bar. Um, it was a very, very well-known bar. Uh, it was a it was a bar and grill, right? And it was very well known, and it was known to where it was like, hey, that's the place to be on a Thursday night, Friday night, Saturday night for all these college students, right? You you'd kind of go out of your way, and uh, and that's where you'd end up. But it was also really well known as a Saturday 
brunch place, a Sunday brunch place. So, like, just kind of think of the hours that this place is always open and it's probably rarely closed. Uh, It's open till 2 a.m., whatever the case is. One time I saw, let's just say, a very large – it was not an animal, okay? It was not in the animal species. It was not a cat. Um, How how do I go back there and eat? You just can't go back there. You're You're just done. That's it. It's over. I mean, the thing was big enough to have – Did you get drinks, though? thing was big enough to have a leash on it, okay? Like it should have had a collar. No, no, out. I don't care if it's my favorite place. Out forever in that situation. What's Uh, next, Em? Okay, guys. So uh, this is not my first day back at work because I worked some last week with Andy and DeMarco, wonderful guys. But the first day back from Christmas vacation is the worst day of the year. Travis, factor cap. Cap. I, I, I'm not even saying – I like to work. I like to go to work. I like to I like to have a schedule. I am a much better person when I have something to do every day. I like a vacation as much as the next guy, but usually by the Wednesday of a vacation week, I'm like, okay, I'm ready to go back. I, I like long weekends more than I like vacations. I need to schedule. I need a time. So, no, I'm, I'm thrilled to be back. I was thrilled to do Rams yesterday. I like doing these shows. I like being on the radio. I like working. So, no, this is a good day for me, not a bad day at all. Uh, 100% disagree. It's fact. Uh, listen, nothing personal here. I need a couple. I, I, need, a, I need a second. You know, like <laughs> today is it's like going to the gym for the first time. And <laughs> You, you know, your body is going to be incredibly sore. You need a second. You're, uh, nothing is working properly. You just feel like, is, it, it, did I just pull a calf and I wasn't even doing anything? I was just walking over to a machine. I need about a week or so. Let me get back into the groove of things. And once I get back into the groove, then, you know, everything will kind of, the, the engine will start working again. Work out your kinks on the Laker broadcast. I expect you to come in here firing on all cylinders on the very first day. Do better, Al. Give you forty percent. Right. <laughs> Last one. We'll do this real quick. Uh, I don't know if you guys heard the wonderful call by JB Long to end the uh, the game winning touchdown yesterday. He did three old big old touchdowns for the Rams. So speaking of COVID and everything, if you had to be called up to do play by play at the last second, you already have a signature call ready to go. Alan, this is Factor Cap. Uh, it's fact. It's the free throw. The second free throw. The second free throw. I have a. The second free throw. No, I have nothing. <laughs> I have nothing. Trap. Uh, I I don't have one. Actually, you know, you know what I like the most from play by play is those iconic broadcasts, those iconic calls that Trav, you and I, you know, will play back. Maybe it's a Dodger call from from Vin, right? Or yep. it's a old Chick Hearn call, or something along those lines. You just can't script those moments, and no. I think those are. I think there's something about just being in that organic state of mind it's what came to your mind at that time it's feeling the moment so that's not to say that you know somebody one of the some of the greatest broadcasters out there don't have signature calls but I think there's some you could tell when this is hey there was no setup to this this is just what came out of this dude's mind in the middle of that moment during one of the most important plays no it's it's cap for me um because you're right I think the best calls or organic, right? I don't know if Mike Breen, when he was a young broadcaster, sat down and said, you know what I'm going to say after Big Buckets? I'm going to scream, bang. I guarantee you it came out in a moment of excitement and being really good at what he does. And he really, ooh, that's pretty good. And now take, that's something that, that I can one. do over and over again. Marv Albert, yes. 
It's they're, they're always simple. They're always really clean. Vince Scully, she is gone. It's they're just they're really easy, clean things to do, and the vast majority of them start organically. So I think if you try to script them, if you try to think of them before time, they come off sounding really saccharine, really artificial, really in, disingenuous, really. Yeah. It's just if you try to come up with so I've heard Al Michaels tell the story a million times. And when he was uh, calling the USA Russian hockey game back in 1980, right? The do you believe in miracles? Mm-hmm. Yes, that whole thing. He knew about halfway through the third period that this was a moment, right? That this was going to be something. And he started thinking about, okay, how do I want to do this? And he said the word that kept coming into my mind was miraculous. But I didn't want to think about exactly how I want. I just wanted to have it come in the moment. And him thinking about the word miraculous turned into, do you believe in miracles? Yes. And it's just a perfect example of if you try to overthink it, it's going to be clunky. And if you just have a kind of an idea how you want to do it, it's perfect. And that certainly was perfect. What if I used all those during the color just for every – like it was a free throw that went in. It's just like, bang. <laughs> You Lakers, Lakers went all. on a six nothing run. I said, "Do you believe in miracles?" <laughs> well, the six a six win run might be something. That actually no, just a up. six nothing run. <laughs> yeah. Well, the six nothing would probably be pretty good. I, I have a question for you. I need you to help me with something because okay. even though the Lakers won last night, there was something that really bothered me at the end of the game last night. I'll tell you what it is next. It's coming up. It's Travis Lee, seven ten ESPN and ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. Pet protection comes free with auto collision coverage. Visit Progressive.com. I think that's a great resolution. More Trav and Slee in 2022 for all the listeners out there. If you put it to you this way, if you were somebody that sends four or five Ask Slees a week, let's get it up to 15 or 20. If you were one or two, let's get it up to five or ten. If you've never sent one, let's try to send one or two a week. Just let's let's start with the Ask Slee, and then we yep. can just kind of grow it from there. What do you think? I think uh, the New Year's resolution is, can we get the Lakers five, six games over 500? Is that possible? <laughs> well, you're gonna, I don't know about that. Am I asking for too much? Uh, maybe. Yes, for sure. I mean, they've, have they, what's the most they've been over 500? Is it three? I think, I think three, They were right? three games over. I think they were 16 and 13, I want to say. And then uh, I want to say that's when Anthony Davis went down and then. Don't, All hell broke loose. Don't think I didn't see what you did right there, too, that when I started talking about Astley, you very tried to quickly turn it into a Laker thing. I I, I'm, I know your games. I know how you work. It More to do – inflation right now is crazy. <laughs> supply chain? Supply chain. There's <laughs> not enough chips. Doubt, screen not, supply chain. <laughs> I, I learned, not enough it's chips. Supply chain problems. <laughs> Just throw it out there. ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive Insurance is proud to support vets with its annual Keys to Progress Vehicle Giveaway Program, now celebrating nine years of donating vehicles, helping vets in need. Learn more at keystoprogress.com. Okay, with that in mind, to get them over six games, uh, six games over 500, if that's your New Year's resolution for the Lakers, that's that's fine. Um, You know what they should probably do to try to make sure that that's a realistic possibility? What do you got? Run some plays at the end of a game. I, I understand they won last night, and I'll take it, right? they Two games in a row, they're back to 500. That, that's good news. I'll take it because had you lost for the third time to Minnesota and this version of Minnesota, which was depleted like you've mentioned, it would have been a disaster. However, Al, they had two possessions towards the end of the game when it was still a, a possession or two game where – they didn't do anything other than just throw desperation shots at the rim. Now, they both went in. Carmelo hit one. Avery Bradley hit another one. 
But those were terrible possessions. Yeah, they they're didn't, not good possessions. They, they, I'm going to go way back to the beginning of the season. You pointed this out. Um, there was a moment where in Oklahoma City, when they blew that big lead, uh, Russell Westbrook took a terrible shot. And you're like, that's not the issue, Trav. Why Why didn't they have – so they had plenty of time. It wasn't that they had to race down the floor with five seconds to go and jack up a desperate – then a couple of nights later, same thing, Anthony Davis. Then a couple of nights later, same thing, Malik Monk. We've seen this over and over again, Al. We saw it again last night. Now, I get it. The ball went through the hoop and you won the game. But their end-of-game execution – I don't even want to say it's bad because there is nothing to execute. They're just standing around – until they get down to three, four seconds left on the shot clock and then jacking up some terrible-looking shot. What's going on? Unfortunately, Trav, you know, this is kind of the the situation that the Lakers are in where you're right. You know, when we're sitting back saying that, hey, you know what, they won. It's a two-game winning streak. You just had to get those wins just to get back to 500. That sometimes even the details of how they did win, you don't even pay that much close attention to because you're, if you're the – let me give you a good example. Maybe this is a bad example. Do you know this past weekend um, the Warriors went to Utah without Draymond Green and won another game? So mm-hmm. the Warriors got the best record in the NBA. That means they went to Utah without Draymond. Clay's still not back. Wiseman's not there yet. And they beat the Utah Jazz, which, um, you know, one of the elite teams in the Western Conference. They did that against the Phoenix Suns as well on Christmas night. That they're – are certain things that certain teams do that you're like, wow, they just do everything. They execute at the end. The ball is constantly moving. Um, you know, I'm not trying to tell you I watch Warrior games every single night because I don't. Um, but there's certain levels to it. And right now I think the Lakers are at a level where you're not wrong. They don't execute at the end of games. There's a lot of times that they make the same mistake. They were out I'm sorry, I don't want to cut you off, but it's not yeah. that they don't – Lack of execution means somebody missed a pick, somebody threw a bad pass, somebody cut under a screen when they're supposed You're to. You're saying go they over don't even screen. run a play? They don't even run a play. Yeah, they, yeah. it's not a, a lack of a lack of execution. Is somebody went the wrong way? Mm-hmm. So, so somebody did it was supposed to go left and they went right. Mm-hmm. This is hey, what are you going to do? I don't know. What are you going to do? I don't know. I guess what well, well, guys, two seconds left. Somebody throw it at the basket. That's what they're doing. It's why no, they got lucky. Why does LeBron not have the ball in his hands at the end? But by the way, even even if LeBron has the ball in his hands, there are times where Lakers will dribble out, right? Like the final ten seconds of a game, and they don't run a play. And I, listen, I get it. This happens where you. It's not uncommon for a coach to say, "Give the ball to the best player in the world or the best player on the floor. Let him make a decision at the end." And if LeBron decides, "I'm going to take a 18 footer or a 24 footer at the end of the game, and we're going to win or lose by this shot." That happens, but I would much prefer, like you just kind of mentioned, that you run a couple of plays and maybe one guy's used as a decoy and all of a sudden Avery Bradley gets open under the hoop because nobody was expecting Avery Bradley to get the ball, something along those lines. Yep. Uh, but the Lakers you know, certainly haven't done that on a consistent basis. Whose so. fault is it? Because, look, I, I, I'm not I think I'm that's not always – that... uh, for me Go it's ahead. always the coach. Always, always. That If you're at the end of the – if you're coming off of a – a timeout or you're coming off to an end-of-game situation, um, that has to be your coach that says, this is what we're running. This is what we're doing. This is why we're running this play. Um, that's how I look at it. Now, if somebody wants to make a case and say, well, Bron's got to demand the ball or Bron's got to do this, I-, I put it more on a coach towards the end of the game. 
I, I, I think you're right, but I, I want to put it on just about everybody. I think the coach bears some, some responsibility. I think the players, because look, these are professional basketball players, right? Even if the coach is not giving them what they need, LeBron's been in these moments before. Russell Westbrook, Anthony Davis, these guys have been around the league a long time. Carmelo Anthony's been in the league a long time to just have it look the way that it does. And and even if it was the plan, because you're right, sometimes the plan is you four guys go stand over here, we're going to put LeBron on this side of the court, and we're going to let him make a play. That's at least the plan. I don't even get the sense that that's what this is. This is five, four, three. Hey, guys, what are we doing here? That no Nobody has any idea – of what's going on, and and to your point about the resolution being, let's get to six games over five hundred. Great, watching them play, they're mm-hmm. at five hundred with LeBron playing MVP basketball. Mm-hmm. That's what's so scary about this. What if LeBron starts to play like just a regular old All Star? What if he's not an MVP? What if he's just an All Star level player? Now what do you have? Because that that Minnesota team last night, they're not good. Mm-hmm. They were missing their two two of their three best players. Just, it just wasn't there, and it went down to the last couple of possessions of the game. We've seen them. They've lost to that team twice. They've lost to Oklahoma City twice. They've lost to Memphis a handful of times. This this is not that they're getting clipped by really really good teams. The only teams they're beating of, of late are bad teams like Portland, like Houston. They're not beating anybody that's any good. And the games that they are winning, they're not close for them, or they are close for the most part. There's just nothing about this that leads you to believe. Hey, they're getting warmer. I know AD's out, but even with AD, it was kind of sort of the same sort of deal. There's nothing I have seen at any point this season that says, hey, we're getting a little warmer. And, and, and I, they're running out of time. We're at the halfway mark. Here, here's the thing. I, I, don't have an an, I don't have an answer to it. I really don't. Like, I, I think the the points that you're making here, I mean, you, you can't watch the Lakers on a consistent basis and kind of argue against what you're saying because it's the truth this is they are a 500 team right now in the nba they're seventh place in the western conference yes anthony davis is obviously a critical crucial piece but they've had ups and downs with everybody in the lineup with some guys in the lineup um and the only way some of this stuff gets quieted down is by winning and there has not been an indication that they're going to go on a five seven game winning streak anytime soon all right the rams are 12 and 4 after winning in baltimore yesterday but How good do you feel about them heading into the postseason? That's coming up next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN.